The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Jackass. We're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass and Jackass the movie. Mikey! We're just three lifelong fans of Jackass, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. We're back, babies. We know you guys enjoyed part one. Oh, celebrate, oh. celebrate good times. Oh, yeah. um, this is we're actually going to be doing the part two of Jackass the movie. And uh, sit back, relax, listen, and let's get into business. Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, Spike Jones, all three of these boys are getting suited up in that classic old man makeup that we all know and love from the countless jackass stunts to come. This is the, I believe the first time they did this unless it's been done in the show. No, it was done I'm in the show because remember I said, I'm like that old lady, or may, oh, maybe they weren't in the thing, but Dorothy Barnett. Remember, I was like, she no, makes she more was appearances. Just in it. Yeah, yeah. And she was definitely uh, yeah. out there, and you they know, do have flopping Dorothy. those tits out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah those uh those uh those sun uh what do you call that like sun weathered uh milk jugs you know left out in the sun a little too long the plastic oh, started to melt on the milk jug i know all about those yeah you know all yeah, about yeah. those uh dorothy barnett what a sweetheart though the thing i love about this is uh, did you guys catch the song there is oh, a like a hip-hop track in the background i of this love that, that song in my notes Johnny's. i said this song is live as fuck which i was clearly stolen yesterday you know to type it, it like that no i was gonna google it i forgot <laughs> So this is basically in the beginning, this is kind of a mashup, which again is a really nice idea, which we didn't see at all in, uh, or, or very little in episode or season one of Jackass, where they're almost introducing the idea of a couple sketches that are to come later by showing the gang getting in makeup as old people, kind of doing some weird dancing around the city. So there's a little bit of sketches, but Spike Jones being involved at this point in Jackass is probably the difference maker in a lot of these because he knows how to do storytelling. He's directed music videos. Um, he directed Wonder Boy by Tenacious D, which is great, like a, a music video. And this feels like a music video and like an interstitial that you'd see in a skate video where there's no dialogue. It's just get ready for what's about to come and here's some good music good music and good video content pairs together very very well and and that's what we had in this i i loved the introduction to what was to come it just felt fun it felt really fun the song is what made it i was just in that vibe like dun, 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 dun. i think they used that song a few times and and they might even use that song in fat fucks when they're doing those things like in the skateboarding things oh um, but yeah, it's it's there's the one thing that they don't mention enough about jackass is how good they are at scoring it like the, the music that comes into yeah, play true. it just creates such a vibe it's always these obscure random songs that you've never heard but it feels like you've heard them a thousand times 
And uh, whoever's picks those things out, got, it's got to get a little bit more credit for that. We move past the uh, just kind of the introduction into the shoplifter sketch, which was brilliant. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take this one, Jay. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you a bit of an introduction. I, I was very keen on this one because of how brazen it was. Johnny Knoxville dressed up as an old man. Old men and women apparently just have this uh, reputation of stealing things. And he goes in and tries to steal a bunch of stuff from a local convenience store by shoving it in his shirt. Now, it got me wondering, do you think that us, the jackass crew, will one day get so old that we just stop caring about what happens to us and therefore steal? Because it's like, what's going to happen? We're going to go to jail. I don't give a fuck. Just kill me. Like, I hate my life anyway. It feels like that's what happens to old people. And Johnny is so bold in in this one. Yeah, I'm already at that point, basically. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I I am so yeah. By the time I'm old, man, I am a fucking menace to society. Just a a, a klepto man, kleptomaniac, a klepto uh, sexual the, harassment, the, everything. I'm it, fucking pulling all the cards out when I get to harassment. That yeah, old, you know the old people that get <laughs> all it? greasy and shit, and they're like, "Oh, what a sweet old man." I am fucking playing that shit to the tits. I'm getting canceled for Play, sure. Playing that card. Yeah, for sure. Why not? Chris canceled as an eighty year old. Fuck yeah, cancel me and cancel my fucking Can, uh, heart as well. <laughs> Was it just me or could was it just me or did you guys could you smell the old man watching this stunt? I could yes. smell they did a good job. He was very convincing as an old man, I must say. Yeah, that's that's good for the makeup. I mean he's his body's a little spry because he's just, you know, thin and he's got those nice pelvic bones, which you could almost see under his his large windbreaker. Um that's where he stores his Werther's originals. But he's he's in this uh, he's in this uh, <laughs> he's in this convenience store oh, and he gets fuck. called out and the guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, what? That's all me. He says about his jacket that's like overflowing with all these bananas and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and this this convenience store owner follows Johnny out as after he takes all the stuff out of his windbreaker and Johnny's slowly walking out and keeps grabbing things off of the shelf and stealing it and putting it in his thing as though he's going to get away with something. That's how you treat an old man. Yeah, yeah, go. An old man that steals, I can't believe. And this store owner, like, good on him for not knocking Johnny out because he had all the right to do that if he wanted to. Um, I found this hilarious. It was one of those, like, you know, those moments where you know what's going to happen and it happens and you laugh anyway. That's what I was feeling the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the ending too. Like, like when he exit, cause you kind of mentioned he's just stealing, even though he's already been caught red handed. Yeah. And he tries to steal that. There's like a figurine outside. Did you mention yeah. that? There's like yeah. a, uh, it's the a statue. statue of a chef and yeah. <laughs> the guy's already kicked him out of the store and he's just, <laughs> Knoxville obviously just saw this thing. It was like, fuck it. One more time. Picks it so up. Good. and. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like, enough already, dude. Get the fuck out of here. And then Johnny says, I was Lon Chaney's lover. And the guy yeah. says, well, then go back and love him. Just like <laughs> off the top of his head. That guy's good. I like this guy. Let's get him on more Jackass episodes. Yeah, exactly. This, this is like the perfect example of like in my notes, I don't really have much, but I loved every second of it. Like not a lot happened. Yes. It's like the same type of thing, but it's the perfect example of when it just goes right. Like it just, it hits the spot. The acting's really good. The makeup's really good. The reaction's really good. It just all around. It's just, I enjoyed every second of it, but I don't have much to say about it in terms of, because it was kind of the same thing, but it just, it just landed so well. Yep. I agree with you. 
Um, yeah. So since there's not a ton more to say about this one, uh, Jade, you want to lead us off with a review before Chris can get in? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll do that right now. Uh, the makeup of this one is interesting, I must say, because like they show a little shot of the uh, the, the heads of the guys, like because you know how they do that. They fucking cast your head in like yes. silicone, which is crazy. I don't know that that must be pretty claustrophobic. I do want to point out before I rate it because like they, they have say- to. They do say he who is without sin cast the first head. I, I believe that's how that saying goes, right? Hit him a dick. Oh, whoa, Jay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not this kind of I'm, show. I apologize. Oh, you did guys. not. You I, no. did not say when you Look. invited me on this as a guest of every episode, guys, that right you now. were going to be making jokes like that. Right now, just uh, digitally across the world, hands across the world. Let's all reach out to our cameras. I know you can't see me. Just reach out, and we're gonna we're join hands here in uh, in prayer to ask for forgiveness for. Um, Chris, put your dick away, Chris. <laughs> Chris, I, I thought you, said, I you didn't say dicks dick. out to the camera. No, <laughs> dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> Silly guy. I, I'm sure God will let us go go scot free. Yeah, after I've seen that fucking hog, he's fucking impressed. <laughs> or just feels really bad for me. One of the two. He's like, eh, I thought I made you in my image, but uh, apparently I missed something there. <laughs> what the fuck? It, that looks like a baby shrimp that someone took a bite out of. I couldn't have made that. That's the work of Satan. It looks just like a penis, but smaller. <laughs> uh, dirty old men. I liked the shoplifting, but it's not something that's like so high octane. It's funny. It's it's uh, banging your head against the wall kind of fun. It's, it almost reminded me of Tom Green in a way where it's like you've already crossed the line. Let's keep pushing it. And I appreciate yep. that, but uh, probably just going to go with a more modest rating on this one wasn't a bad sketch, but maybe just like a five and a half for this one. For okay. Me. I thought there was a bit more to it. I liked the idea. They clearly put a lot of love into the prep work and that would be the makeup and the music video and this and that. Uh, and it also spawned what would come to be some of the most iconic sketches in Jackass history. This wasn't necessarily that one, but I thought it went a bit more usually like I, I, I like to do on this podcast is, is. Uh, a good premise that doesn't go anything beyond is a five for me. Uh, I think this went a little bit better than just the premise because you got some good reactions and Johnny stayed in character the whole time. And because of that, I'm giving it a seven out of 10. Um, I'm going with a seven and a half out of 10. Like I, like I said, I didn't have that, that many notes, but it just, the way that they pushed it, the way that they paced it, the not giving up that and the extra little half point that I gave is from trying to steal that thing as he was walking away. Like that guy just must've been so fucking pissed off. He's just trying to go about his day and just like he thinks he finally has him out and he just has one last trick up his sleeve like that. That was a that gave it the extra bump up for me. Okay, Mikey's going to do this one for us. Mikey, listen, I the reason I want to do this one is because this is so fucking iconic to me. I love Dave England. Um, This one, I will be the honorary shit fetish boy, poo fetish boy on on this sketch, because I don't know how much more you can enjoy a sketch than how much i enjoyed this yeah, one you know i thought dave something england, was missing from this episode now that you mention it which was what dave england or us calling you a poo fetish boy uh both well dave england has been tasked with a very important uh objective and that is to take a shit in one of a hardware hardware store toilets um and it's <laughs> you know you see these toilets all the time chris and i actually have a member of our family who <laughs> who took a shit as a kid in one of these toilets and we won't mention this person's name 
he exposed his ass in the hardware store when these toilets, which were not connected to any plumbing, this type, this kid would do a lot of weird things like kick dogs in the, in the head. Like that's, that's like what this, like he was a weird kid and, uh, he exposed his own buttocks in a, I think it was like a home Depot or something <laughs> like that in one of the toilets that sit out on display, but have no plumbing attached to them and took a shit in there. And this is like not taking influence from the, this movie, which is what Dave Anglin has been tasked with. This is just something the kid did. Yeah. Um, I also have an experience of, of uh, going to the bathroom in a toilet that's not- It runs, in the, it runs in the family. It runs in the family. I, I hopped a fence into a house that was under construction uh, with, <laughs> with a girl once, what? and we went inside to go check what it was all about. And we went in, there were like lights and toilets and everything, and I thought it would be funny and I could prove my manhood by peeing in this toilet. And after I did, I realized it wasn't connected to anything, <laughs> so it wouldn't flush. And those poor construction workers after must have been like, what the fuck? Jerry keeps taking a piss in the toilet. We tell him not to. Anyway, um, but Dave England takes this sketch so What's seriously. What's the deal with these hardware store toilets? Sorry, oh, is this Jerry on the construction Jerry, site? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so they task him with doing it, and he takes it so seriously that not only is it good enough to take a normal shit in the toilet, he <laughs> must have taken laxatives or something like that. Oh, my God. Because from the beginning, they're filming him from the hotel room, and he's already in agony. Yeah. And they make him drive to the 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 Home Depot, and he's so so much in agony that he's saying it's like the worst he's ever had to shit or, or up there at least, uh, except for the time. And he gives an example of, of when, uh, of, of when he actually shat himself, which is really funny. I can't remember what the example was, but he literally ends up shitting himself in the car. Pretty much. Really? Yeah. Is this the worst you've ever had to go boom, boom? No, no. <laughs> I shit my pants at the fair. He's clearly very embarrassed. Lance Bangs, the uh, as they say, the documentarian slash vegetarian. That's how they that's how they credit him. Throws up. Um, and I I got this one wondering because I have to ask you guys. Dave took this sketch so seriously that he ended up shitting his pants. Shitting your pants in and of itself is embarrassing. But if you're him, are you proud because you committed so hard to the bit? Or are you embarrassed because yes. you shit your pants? Yes, Which 100%. Which one are you? You are proud because that, dude, come on. He took so many laxatives and he held it in pretty good, but he just couldn't quite make it. I think that is, a, that is that's pride because it's not like an accidental shit. Like he just thought it was going to be a big fart and then you just blew ass everywhere. Yeah, it just this slips is, out. This is like, hey, were any of you other fuckers going to step up and do this? No, I don't think so. So if I'm going to shit in the van and make everybody freak out, I'm going to do it and I'm going to have a great time with it. And you can tell because when he's wiping his ass with the paper bag they found on the floor of the van, he's got his underwear down. You, he pulls him down. There's a shit in the bottom of the underwear. He's laughing hysterically. He thinks I it's know. the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened. It's and, so good. And this is all before the actual sketch takes place. This is yeah. en route to the hardware store. It's the best part of the sketch. It's better than the actual uh, well, shit in the hardware toilet in my there's, opinion no there's an element of the hardware hardware store uh, bit where when he gets there uh johnny knoxville's already in there talking to the owner as a uh as a uh, like someone who's 
perspective buying a, a toilet. So he's in there talking to him and he's got the glasses on with the camera in them. So you literally see the owner of the hardware store looking at Johnny and then cluing into the fact that someone, Dave England, <laughs> who has brought a newspaper that's the best. to this to take a shit in. That's that's amazing. I agree. And his you get to see the live reaction of the guy who's basically staring into the camera because he's looking at Johnny Knoxville's glasses and then looking directly to his right and and uh, and saying, what are you doing to Dave England? Like just calling him out right away. I thought that reaction was so fucking do you, priceless. Do you think it you was could not have when he was talking? Do you think it was the noise or his peripheral or do you think the smell hit him first? <laughs> because when you shit and it doesn't go directly into oh, water, dude. it is a different fucking smell. It is like oh, yeah. it is so yeah, yeah. pungent. Chris, you mentioned the noise. He's not even being discreet, which I love. I've been in oh toilets at work where dudes just drop, you know, trowel <laughs> in the in lunchtime. Like lunchtime hits twelve o'clock, they're in there. There's like you know ten other people in the bathroom. They don't fucking I, care. It's just like letter. I rip. envy those this people. This is exactly what Dave does here. I know. And he's like, there's no, there's no doors concealing him. He's just like, if if there's one way to get everyone's attention, it's that initial, you know, burst of air before the shit comes out that does the trick. Everybody turns to look at him. They're like, I couldn't imagine that. Like when I am in a stall, if I hear somebody else come into the bathroom, I wait it out until they leave. Like I am, I'm, there's those people that have no shame. I don't, I know no one could see me or no one even cares, but like, I can't fucking shit in public. When I'm sitting there, I will wait 15 minutes for like everybody to clear out before I blast, especially if you know it's going to be loud. I'm like you fucking hate that. I I agree. But that's what makes this one so much better. Mm -hmm. Everyone has or so many people. It's it's much more common to have a shame associated with shitting in public. But Dave England does it as publicly as any of us have ever seen it. And it's and he holds it off so well because I think the guy's like, yo, you got to get out of here. He's like, yeah, I'm almost done. As though like we talk about Tom Green, how he has this innocence where you're like, how does this guy not realize what he's doing is wrong? And yet he does it and tries to get away with it and assumes that what he's doing is just totally normal. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more reaction out of the out of the people in there. I think they maybe tried to cut it short to keep some of the other sketches in because they already dedicated so much to the introduction. But I really I just really fucking liked it I, I i i laughed so hard and the concept is so funny um i don't have much more to say about it apart from the fact that i i had to stop i had to pause because i was laughing so hard and trying to write notes at the same time and i couldn't do both and then i got mad that i yeah. had to write shit down because i just wanted to enjoy myself uh, yeah. i, love I had the, the same experience with man. the shop owner when when, yeah. when as he's leaving he just goes looks over maybe knoxville or whoever else and goes what a fucking yeah that guy wasn't almost even really upset though like he was he was a little mystified but he was also almost laughing you could tell he was kind of like this is a little funny and it is yeah it is it is so do you but, guys uh, want to uh give i'll, I'll start with my review because i i introduced yeah. it and, and this one was just super fun for me um i i need to from from the get-go clarify that you know similar to the vomit sketches i just have a natural hilarity associated with Dave England and shitting in public. You know, I'm not obsessed with shit like Jay is, but, but I do have my affinity towards it in certain contexts in moderation is, is what I say. And you guys know that that's my catchphrase in moderation. Uh, but I do love it. And that's why it's going to get such a high score, even though it doesn't have quite as much of the reactions as I would have wanted. It's still a nine out of 10. I was like, literally, I don't know if I laughed harder at any other sketch than in this one, even though it was a little bit stripped down, uh, once it got into the hardware store. Yeah, I'm, I, I completely agree with you. It's a nine out of 10 for me. Um, it's iconic. 
It's something that everybody still talks about. It's something that as a kid, almost everybody thought about doing or yeah. just wondered what would happen if somebody did. Like, why are these toilets out here? To the point you don't really see toilets out there. I just remember like every hardware store just had a ton of toilets and I don't really see that as much yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I just I enjoy, enjoyed it through and through. The 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 beginning of it, I think, was almost even better than the actual shit itself. Because, I, you know, the noises made it seem like it was going to be a diarrhea blast. But when they showed the actual shit, yeah. it was like in one of those, like, you know, soft serve, like kind of cone, like coiled up one. So I expected a little bit more yeah. damage to the toilet. And that kind of maybe brought it down a little bit. But it's a <laughs> nine out of ten. Damage. Damage. Splash damage. Yeah. There was a hardware store with a big glass window that you could see the products on display that I used to drive by. And I remember they used to have toilets in the front window. And anytime I would drive by that, I would think of the sketch. Like this one has stayed with me. And I would, I was just thinking now, like what a great opportunity that would have been if he would have had like a display case that we could have shit you know, <laughs> front and center as people are walking by on the street. But boys, this stunt had everything. It had shit, it had puke, it had laughs, lots of laughs. Like the genuine jackass crew laughs too. Like the kind that yeah, you're laughing so fucking hard, you might just shit your pants too. It was fantastic. And this one remains in memory as one of the greats for me. That is why I can't give it a perfect 10, but I can give it a pretty damn close with a 9.5. Nice. I love it. I love it. I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to change my score to a 9.5 as well. I don't know why I was reserved on it, but I'm, I'm going 9.5 as well. And I love that Dave England decided to pick the baby blue toilet uh, <laughs> to take a shit in. Don't know if you caught Who's that. Who's buying but. baby blue toilets? No one after he's done with them, I guess, but still. What a fruit loop. Am I right, guys? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we get the first debut here of a short interstitial known as the... I, don't, I didn't really know what to call it, so I just called it the surprise haircut. Uh, you get yep. that classic horror movie, you know, screeching violin soundtrack. The only thing you see in perspective, think of like a first-person shooter game. You've got a set of electric clippers in the front of the camera, right. and we're following this camera. We're following, trying to get behind someone unsuspecting. The first victim of this, and this will happen recurring throughout this movie, is Bam Margera, who gets a buzz right in the back of the head. Um, we also see the likes of a fellow by the name of Benzo and even Matt Hoffman. Yeah, I can't believe they did Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. So this happens a lot. I don't know. Do you guys want to maybe come back to this? There's some better yeah, we ones, can, I, think. I think. we can touch on it as we go. The the one thing I'll say, Jay, this is, I, I, this is not a shot at all. It just surprises me. Do you not know where that music's from? It's a movie, a uh, popular movie. And I, the first thing that popped into my head was like, I don't know why this is probably wrong, but is it Scream? No, Psycho. No, it's Psycho. That's yeah. Psycho? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I like it was... one of my favorite movies ever, so I, I just wanted to clarify that. Oh, Mikey likes a murder movie. Hmm. I know the character, and that is you. So <laughs> No, that's American Psycho. That's no, American I know, Psycho. I know that, but... I like movies where, with Psycho in the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, you're sick fuck. Wear your fucking gloves to bed again, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is just... Oh, man. Put a smile on my face as soon as I saw Aaron McGahee. And he's uh, dressed up in a mouse costume in his underwear. And there is literally hundreds of mouse traps laid out in front of him in a small room. And uh, this is the a chain reaction if I've ever seen one. Like, there's no way to approach this. If you're going to go roll around in mouse traps, the minute you touch Oof. one, you're fucked. Because you're going to freak out at that snap, and then you're going to set off every other trap. But it's kind of like watching dominoes fall over. These things are just going off on their own. And he's rolling yep. around in them. 
insane. Dude, just setting a mouse trap is and a then, stunt in itself. Like those things are fucking scary oh, as shit. Yeah. There's a reason why like they <laughs> don't even really have done that. Like they, they make like safer design ones now because it just was just a stupid fucking annoying thing. Like it, it, they suck. I could not imagine. They suck. Just this, yeah. this, and then when they throw one and it just hits them in the fucking nut. That throw was so funny. Oh, I, that perfect. as a kid is was maybe my most memorable moment from the original Jackass movie when Johnny Knoxville throws a, uh, a mouse trap and it ends up hitting Aaron right in the dick yeah. from across the room. It's so funny. Now, I want to ask you guys, because we've talked about this in the past. It's different watching Jackass now for a, a variety of reasons. One of the reasons is because we've kind of matured. Our sense of immortality has has uh, dwindled. So we watch this through a new lens. We know that injuries are more possible. We're more sensitive to people's feelings. And we know, especially Chris, in, but yes. in this. Yeah, exactly. Especially in this episode or this this stunt that Aaron McGahee has claimed to have been the victim of bullying on the jackass set so I'm always watching his stunts with a different sense of perspective and I wonder if you guys are doing the same because part of me was thinking well this isn't something that Johnny Knoxville wouldn't do or Steve-O wouldn't do so the stunt itself isn't that it, there's no bullying in it so I'm trying to pay, pay attention to the way people are reacting to him in the room. Did you guys pick up on anything or, or was it's, this just? No, I think, I think this was actually a normal one. Personally, there th we do get to one later on where that bullying shit just like it pissed me off. I, I, I know which exactly. one you're talking about. Pissed you off. Yeah, is, exactly. Is the word. Yeah, yeah, that this, one this just seemed just, like fun. Just this just bad. seemed like, hey, this is your stunt. You know, do I the thing. Um, and it wasn't like anything out of the blue. But yeah. Well, here's here's the thing, though, is is at a certain point in this one, he's like, OK, guys, I'm done. Time out. I'm done. Stop it. And they keep doing it. And that got me thinking because they do that to everybody. But his reaction is to completely break character and ask to get out. And that to me is like you're 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 bleeding in front of them and they're sm they're smelling blood and they're going to go after you. And that's yeah. probably how it. And now here's another hint at, at the one we're going to talk about how it snowballed into become <laughs> what it what it that's is, because he, he actually, anybody else feeling thirsty, yeah. I, I could go for a, a you feel feel right a little thirsty it. right now yeah nice nice yeah cold, I, I think uh, with nice this one just like you're saying mikey it's like i don't think this was a personal attack this is just how the boys get down if you show some weakness they're gonna like yeah, the I, bam and snakes or yeah. whatever the case it doesn't matter who you are with these guys you, you gotta yeah. man up or you're gonna get it even worse Totally. Yeah. So I don't have a ton more to say about this one, apart from the fact that it looks miserable um, and and I get why he'd be upset about it. Do you guys want to get into reviews for this one? Let's do it. All right. Um, Chris, I will start um, by giving my review of this one. <laughs> you prick. I got excited. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. This one is kind of like it's a it's a great premise. It has some laughs. Uh, people are reacting, but there isn't as much commentary as I would have thought. I'm giving this one a six and a half out of 10, which I, which is weird to me because I liked it a lot more when I first saw it. But now based on what I really like to get out of a sketch, I feel like they could have done a little bit more and there could have been a bit more personality, especially for, especially for Aaron McGahee, who usually has some of that. So I'm, I'm giving it a six and a half out of 10. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going a little bit lower. I'm going with a six out of 10, like, like the normal scale five is a good, very good skit. Uh, like, you know, just a general skit doesn't have much. There wasn't too much to it. It, it is what it is. I, it's terrifying. Yeah. I would never fucking do it. The, the extra point is for the costume. I, I like the whole mouse idea and that little throw <laughs> that hit them in the dick. But yeah, there wasn't too much, but it was solid. Just didn't really kind of come yep. over the top. Decent. It was as solid as uh, as as Dave England's shit in a public toilet. Mm -hmm. Kind of soft. Yeah. 
And uh, the chain reaction of seeing those mouse traps. I love seeing shit like that. You know, like those fucking domino contraptions. Yeah. People make the Rube, they call them Rube Goldbarb machines. There you go. That was cool. I thought that was fucking cool. Because, like, I remember the first time I watched this in the theater, I didn't expect it to be that violent of a reaction. But it is kind of cool to see all that effort. That must have took them forever to set up. And then it just kind of fucking all goes off and it's done in, like, five seconds. I appreciated yeah. that. But yeah. other than that, like I said, I could do without some of the bullying at the end as well. Because uh, there is a point where it's like, well, you know, it's fun if they're in on it, if they're in on the, you know, the the bullying and the hazing. But like, he's clearly not. And it's like you said, Mikey, it's not really, I guess it's not really fun to watch at that point. Because it's just like, all right, enough, just cut it. Because, you know, he's clearly not having a good time. Right. But who is on that set? <laughs> like, but who is? I mean, like, yeah. it's just misery all around. So who cares? I'm going to go with the six. And uh, that takes us into the next one. This one, uh, right out of the gate, had me shaking my head just the first shot. The bungee wedgie. Uh, yeah. This is a pair of tidy whities just like tightrope hanging from a tree branch um, suspended there. And this is the only sketch, I believe, that actually has Rab himself for the whole movie. Um, so he, he kind of gets to jump and in, jump into the uh the pants one leg at a time so to speak and uh yeah they hoist him up there he doesn't really look too thrilled he says i'm rab himself and this is the bungee wedgie the first attempt it just kind of rips and he falls on his face but i think it's the he, second he doesn't attempt. say this is the bungee wedgie he says and i'm a, the biggest fucking idiot or something along those lines he's Fair like enough. that's how miserable he is yeah i'm rab himself and i'm a complete fucking idiot <laughs> I do love the little banter between Jeff Tremaine and uh, Rick Cossack where he's like, this isn't going to work. Am I? <laughs> that's that, honestly like you that that's kind of a throwaway comment, but that you need that guy. You need Jeff Tremaine being there being like, yeah, it's probably not going to work perfectly, but we're going to get something out of it. Like, I, I yeah. think that's so necessary. Uh, and fuck, I love Jeff Tremaine, man. And as 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 much as as much as this sketch wasn't amazing because what he ends up doing is uh rab jumps out of the tree and hopes that the like he wants it to like bungee him back up in in the tidy whities and the first time he jumps it breaks and he lands and, and lands pretty heavily on the ground because i think he's expecting it to carry his weight and the second time he's just sort of suspended there upside down and it's like that's funny whatever but if you saw that in person with one of your friends, it would be the fucking funniest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's not that funny yeah. by jackass standards, but like the, the idea of seeing your friend and the fact that it, everyone there was laughing so fucking hard made me think that like, you know what? These guys are still having fun. And, and I, that made me happy. What, what I liked about yeah, it is, is even though it didn't go over perfectly and, it, you know, it was kind of this. It, to me, it's kind of the epitome of of what jackass is or at least the foundation of jackass. It's like you just take a stupid childish idea, apply some like redneck ingenuity and no proof yeah. of concept, no idea if it's going to work. OK, let's attach this with this and duct tape this and do whatever the case is and get a laugh out of it. So I love the fact that it's just jackass and it's like purest form of just trying to make something work and having no idea how to actually accomplish it, but still getting some sort of final product. 100%. That's such a good point. I agree with you 100% on that. It, it is entertaining to see him just suspended there in the tree, too, for a few seconds and kind of just hanging there, like, you know, everybody laughing. And yeah. Mikey, like you referenced earlier, it's, it's, if you were there, goddamn, I'd be losing it. I'd be losing it for sure. And but until I saw the bloody underwear, that just fucking underwear. grossed me out, man. I just, th shit there's blood. something about bloody underwear, like shit, blood. Ugh, shit ugh, that's just fucking <laughs> gross. You baby. guys want to give yeah. this a quick rating? We can, we can move out of here. 
Sure. Chris, I'll start on this one. Uh, just so you know, I'm about to go into it. I'm, yeah, and I'm then Chris, one... when he's done, I'll, I'll go before you. Yeah, I think Jay will take yeah. it second. Okay. Um, I, I have, hate that we started uh, this like fucking this joke. One. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> it's not a joke, Chris. We're just trying to order the, yeah, the stunts. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to live with this fucking forever. If, now, you could you show, fucking if you could take this seriously, Chris, for a second. Six out of ten for once in your life. Sorry, Mikey. I didn't hear what Chris Mikey, said. Did yeah, you say I, six out of Chris's 10, mic was muting. No, I said oh. actually a four out of ten. Oh, uh, okay. Or I, I thought I was going to say four, but apparently six came out of my mouth. So that's, I guess, what I gave it. So six out of yeah. ten for me. It's weird. You sounded like Chris there for a second. I did. Honestly, I felt like I did. But listen, my <laughs> my my, so my mind wanted what my body didn't want to say. Wait, wait I know how to prove it. Just, oh, look in your pants. What does your dick look like? Uh. Yeah, it looks like a shrimp that's been had a bite taken out of it. <sighs> that's it. That's a telltale sign. You guys have switched oh. bodies. We need to find a way to fix this. <laughs> It's a freaky Friday if I've ever seen one. Um, all right, Chris, you think it over. I'll, I'll give my rating real quick. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I think on this one, I'm just going to go with the four because uh, it's it, I, by jackass standards. That's the way to put it, Mikey. It is a little falls flat, but I'm glad that they tried it, though, because the laughs and like seeing the reaction of the people there is what's really the best part, I think. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm going to go with a yep. four out of ten. Mikey went way too high. Oh, yeah. You know what? I didn't I didn't love my score either. I, I, I agree right. with your score, actually. <laughs> All right, we're here in the valley today to do our own little riot control test. This is George Ruska. All right, George, this is the riot control test featuring Johnny Knoxville. Chris, take it away. So the best part about this is they're using less, what they call less lethal ammunition. So the premise of this is that right. Johnny's going to get shot with less lethal, which is essentially a beanbag. Um, but that term less lethal, I don't think people understand how dangerous this is, how brutal it is. Um, mm -hmm. The fact that they wouldn't hit him in the chest because if it hit his heart, apparently he would it would kill him. So they decide to hit him in the yeah. gut, which is pretty scary too because I think that's how Houdini died in the first place. And I don't think you could brace for this. Um, but I, I am a gun guy. Like, I like my guns. I got my licenses. So I was, like, working out some numbers. They said that... Say 40 gram tail stabilized bag. It'll be traveling about uh, 250 feet per second. Is that lethal? It's considered less lethal. This is a 40 gram tail stabilized bag that moves 250 feet per second. One of my rifles, the actual ammunition for a 22 is 40 grams as well. That's a bullet that will kill people. Obviously the aerodynamics and everything is a little bit different and it's not, it's like the energy is concentrated on a small point. But my, my, my rifle right. is a very powerful 22 and it goes 980 feet per second. So this is basically a third of the speed, but you also have a bigger surface matter. So the blunt force of it's actually going to be worse, but it just won't pierce you. And that's the only reason why you're not dying from this is right. because it's not going to pierce through your flesh and put a hole in you. But the fucking actual pain of it would right. hurt a lot. I, I could not fucking imagine this. Wow. This, this is fucked up, man. I got, I got to say from the outset, um, I don't, I really don't like this sketch. Like I really don't like it. And I'm, I, I know, I know you guys probably think I'm making a bit out of it, but Johnny Knoxville is doing what we saw over the past year, hundreds or thousands of people do without protection yeah. and it fucked him up this bad. And it, that's honestly, I, I know, I know it, this is like a damper. That's just not even funny to me. I didn't laugh at this one. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, guys, if you're like the guy who was doing this sketch, the Mr. Like I'm taking myself seriously. I'm, I'm in control. I'm Mr. Safety, blah, blah, blah. I love this gun. I love this beanbag is a murderer 
because he knows what he's doing. He's selling this as like, he, he kind of makes a joke of saying it's like, well, it's less than lethal or less lethal or something. You're still giving those as riot gear. This is the riot control thing where riot cops have these weapons and people are getting fucked up and shot in the eye. And we Mm -hmm. saw a bunch of pictures and videos of people getting hit in the eye and losing their, literally losing their eyes from things like this. Oh yeah, you would. It's not even that it's not even okay. It is impressive in the sense that I would never want to fucking do this. It would hurt like hell. And Johnny does it and he's a trooper. But what's not impressive is that they treat this like it's something out of the norm when it's it's a mandated effective method of control for in some cases peaceful protest. And I'm not trying to get political here, but I just found this one really fucked up. I did. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I'm big into I know. I know what you mean, man. I mean, like one of the things when you're big into guns or at least for responsible people is gun safety is a big thing in canada like you have to go through a whole course it takes like an eight month process i love them i love the fact that you could have them if you're a responsible person and you do this but i'm so it's so ingrained to you to go through the process about gun safety and they're not a fucking joke like mm-hmm. I, again i don't want to damper things down i i love the fact that i could be part of this and shoot and it's something i really enjoy doing but it's so ingrained that you just don't play with guns like it's not a fucking joke and to see someone being pointed at somebody it's i just did i didn't enjoy it either it was badass as fuck and i I also i i want to say like like because this is nowadays if you say you like guns you're painted with uh, a specific kind of brush and you know i'm chris's brother he is not when he says i love guns that is something you'll hear a lot of people say and immediately think that they're they're not the right kind of person. When Chris says he likes guns, he's a very responsible gun owner. Everything is locked away. He's not the kind of person that is is pumping the tires of the NRA after a mass shooting and saying more mm-hmm. people need guns. It's just the physical guns themselves. He's a collector of them. We should be we should clarify that because I, I think there's a big difference. And I think when you say, you know, we joke uh, we joke we joke around a lot on this podcast about saying things that are over the line. This do not loop that in with all the jokes that Chris has made yeah, and no, say oh this and that's, is a guy that's I why like. i had that to take this one how, seriously how this it's, it's you know there's a lot of people yeah. i'd say most of the people that are into it i'll have my perspective of things and it's clear like, it's important to get that message out it's not all the media will construe certain yeah. things in certain ways there's definitely some psychopaths and weirdos and stuff like that but the majority of people it's it is like a a responsibility and it's something that you want to kind of push the good message behind it anyways enough about the yeah. preachiness Jay, what, what did you think we we've done yeah we've done a lot of talking jay did you did you like and hey if you liked it more power to you i'm not i wouldn't blame you for it but what did you think about this one uh, i'll say this when i first saw it but i keep in mind i prefacing this with i was a kid i thought wow that's like the most badass thing that someone would do that but i think you need to approach these situations with knowledge and it, this is a good example of like when you have proper context for things it really it helps to shape your perspective on things like you just outlined with Chris. You know, if he would have just said, oh, I love guns and left it at that, I guess someone could run with that and take that out of context. But you've clearly stated that, hey, like this is a good human being here. So going back to what I was saying when I first saw this, I didn't have proper context. I didn't know what riots looked like. I didn't know what damage these things did. I was about to see it, but I, I didn't know that these things could kill people. Like it's not really, like they say less lethal in the sketch, but they don't really ever say flat out that you could die this stunt could kill you it's kind of protected you know yeah 
yeah, to the true. benefit of the, uh, I guess, the makers of these these weapons. So looking at it now, this is the perfect example of what you talked about earlier in the show, where it's like, yeah, as you get older, you get more mature, you get more attuned to things. Now that I have context and I've seen like this in the real world, yeah, I'm with you guys. It is hard to watch. And you can tell Johnny Knoxville is not happy to be there. He's not like yeah. joking around. He looks It seems miserable. like no one's having fun. He looks this, depressed. This is a weird one. He doesn't want to do this. So it makes me ask the question, like, why even do it? Because the point of the movie is to entertain people. And I guess the only reason I could see they went through with it was just to kind of like get credibility and be like, yeah, I survived this thing. But they clearly did not want to do it. So I almost think like the movie would have been okay without it. Honestly, I, Dude, I totally agree. It's, yeah. That's such a good point. Johnny looks miserable. No one, no one looks like they want this to happen, man. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough. I guess we should rate it because I feel like this is pretty controversial, but... Um... I don't know. Chris, I, without being a dick, because we're actually being serious, before we go back to being a bunch of uh, shitheads, why don't you actually take this one and, and rate no, it No, you first? know what? I'm actually going to take it. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I've said a lot on this, so I should and probably go Mikey first. And there's Mikey running um, before the starting gun uh, has gone off. <laughs> speaking, speaking of starting guns, I think the way that Jackass started off with guns, uh, where Johnny Knoxville got shot with a revolver uh, to a, uh, a bulletproof vest, I think that was a, a more enjoyable one, because there's no joking about what that is. What is this gun? It's to kill people. It's not a riot gun. People aren't getting shot with this unless there's an intention to die and then people are accountable, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this one just felt irresponsible. It felt like things we've seen before. It didn't look like anyone was having a good time. I mean, I'm giving it a one out of 10 and I know that some people are going to think that I'm going that low just to make a political statement or something. That's not it. There was no fun in this one to be had uh, and I feel like Jackass knows better. They just knocked so many things out of the park and then just put such a damper on it with this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a bit higher uh, because... You know, when you take into factor, the danger factor uh, of is part of the thing about jackass. What's really going to hurt? What's going to be doing that shock yeah. value? Um, that's definitely way up there. That's as high as it could get, really. You know, so I'm going to go with a three um, just based on that factor alone. Uh, I just didn't really enjoy the skit, though. I'm right on board with you, Chris. I'm going three as well, just for, yeah, like you said, danger factor, because despite me not agreeing with it or maybe even really caring to see it, he still did it, and uh, he had the welt to show for it. So, I mean, yeah, that is part of what Jackass is all about. It's just that, again, I, I got to stand firm on that whole thing. If if there's, like, no enjoyment in the sketch, it's for me, it's a lot less appealing. Like, there was totally no joking agree. around at all or in anything and I mean, how could you in this scenario? For context, though, I also gave a three to the L.A. River roller jump, <laughs> <laughs> which I would say by comparison is a much less severe injury. Uh, yeah. So there you go. It hurts so much. Ouch. All right. Coming out of the beanbag fun times, it's uh, Wee Man to lighten the mood <laughs> for us with a big cone. Hi, I'm Wee Man. And this is a big cone. We're heading over to Japan for this one where Wee Man puts on a big traffic cone over his head and kind of moves around yep. underneath it. And it's adorable. This sketch it. is so fucking funny. I love how innocent it is. No one gets hurt. Everyone's confused. Um, <laughs> and it's just a great idea. The people in Japan are kind of looking at it 
frustrated as though they're expecting there to be mechanical pylons that move on their own. They just don't want it to be where it is right now. Like no one is that surprised that the technology in Japan has gotten to the point where they have robotic uh, pylons are just like it's malfunctioning and its owner should like it's great. I just I loved it, man. Oh, man. When he parks that thing at the bottom of an escalator. Yeah. <laughs> fucking you can't do better than that, man. Yeah, all those people trying to pass by it. I was watching the expressions particularly at that part because they're trying to come off and it's kind of like Tom Green laying at the top of the steps in our last episode yes, in the subway. Yes. It's creating a bottleneck. But if you watch the expressions of the people as they come off the escalator, nobody is laughing. I only caught one guy who was chuckling and he was kind of trying to hide it like, ah, this is ridiculous. He almost looked a little like, it's kind of like a bashful expression. Like, I'm not supposed to show that this is this this one's getting to me, but it is. Otherwise, yeah. everyone else was like stone cold, just serious, just trying to, you know, binary A to B. I'm just trying to get A to B here. And this thing is exactly. in my path. And it's like, again, we, we talked about it in the last episode with the Subway Monkey Hour. The people of Japan in public are very much, at least in this time, I don't I don't know about now nowadays. I haven't been there, but very serious. They take things yes. very serious. It's very courteous, very polite. So it... Uh, uh, definitely shows here it's great i really uh i really like it um it's you know it doesn't go into too much there isn't a ton of personality behind it but i did like the idea i want you know what they don't do enough of honestly is just let Wee man be a character in his yeah. own sketches i want him to talk more he's clearly got a ton of personality uh and and he's a funny dude and his smile is the, the greatest thing God has ever given us. Like he smiles and I'm like, yeah, he, he, he smiles bigger than a six foot three guy. Like his, his smile is just enormous. Very, very uh, great vibes coming from such a small package. Uh, I liked it. I think they could have done more in terms of, in terms of Chris, did that joke resonate with you? Would you say that's particularly the small oh, package? Oh, part? Come on. Way to ruin. It. I was enjoying myself there. Way to bring things back to reality for poor old Chris. <laughs> uh chris the bitten shrimp Aaronworth. um i uh i don't know was there anything the specific that stood out to you guys in this one yeah yeah it doesn't not um look we all wish we had have... a big cone all right we all wish we yeah had we a big all cone. want Let's to be, be honest but here. we're all just a wee man and a big cone um i i don't know do you guys have anything more to add to it or or should i get into my review on this one uh, no, I just what you guys were saying. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to say uh, as much as I was kind of pumping its tires, I think that it's hurt more by the fact that we man isn't a, uh, a present in uh, a presence in here uh, and they could have done more with it. I still laughed. Uh, I, I thought it was a good idea. This one's a six and a half out of ten. Again, good premise gets me some chuckles, but I see that there's way more that they could have done. A one out of ten, Mikey. Like yeah. why? Wait, why doesn't would you say why? Why doesn't? Oh, oh, he's, he's a, right. A, a, a six, not a, not a, or did I say six, six point nine? Yeah, sorry, six point yeah, nine out of ten. Um, why doesn't a big, a big like, like someone skateboarding hit the pylon or so? You know what I mean? Like, like there should have been something with, uh oh, someone hit the pylon that adds a little bit of danger into it, which may have bumped it up a bit, but they didn't do that. They kept it pretty simple. I, uh, I think it's like pretty short-lived sketch, but again, I like seeing the public uh, reaction. But overall, yeah, it didn't blow me away. I, I do love the concept, though. Like, I really do, because that, that fucking big cone, man, that's a prop, baby. Get more use out of that thing. Show me some more. For uh, sure. I'm going to go with a five right down the middle. I'm the exact same. Okay, nice. Solid. Didn't have much, but nice. yeah, it's a five, five out of ten for me. This next one, I don't know how it flies in today's more progressive society, but by the title alone, this could trigger some people. This is Ass Kicked by a Girl. In blue corner, Ryan Dam. 
I'm about to get the shit kicked out of me by a girl. The way it's treated, though, contextually, if you watch this, you'll see that they are making a joke out of the whole concept. Yes, yes. this kickboxer going head-to-head with none other than, yes, Mikey, I know, Ryan Dunn, is a professional world lightweight champion. You're about to see a fight here, but uh, yes, the whole time that it's happening, they are making jokes at her expense, you know, because, well, and Ryan Dunn's as well. Uh, I, I don't agree with it, because, like, I think if someone's a badass and they can fight, fuck it. Who cares if they're a girl or a guy? Like, you know, you're still kicking someone's ass. Fair fucks to you. <laughs> True. Uh, so what I want to say about this one is, uh, and Chris already knows where oh, I'm going. Uh, with I knew it. it. I shaking my uh, head already. When we watch UFC, He's so gonna take I, it out of I, context, I box. Yeah. Not really. I, I box not professionally, but I, I've been doing it for four years now. Um, I love it. It's my workout. I do it every week. Um, I've got a heavy bag in my in my my room that I that I use. Uh, I used to have a coach and Chris. He's he's being nice about it. He thinks that I'm probably better than I am. And if we're watching boxing together or UFC and there's like a women's uh, featherweight or strawweight or something, he's like, Mikey, do you think you could beat them up? And I'm six foot three. I'm 185 pounds. Like I'm not small, um, but there's not a chance in the world. I could, I, I could beat these people up. Not a, not a, not a hope. And Chris had this theory. He said, what if it's a bar fight? I'm pretty sure I could beat her up. And I'm like, Chris, if it's a bar fight, she can use the same rules. You are. She would, you wouldn't get close to her. But she it, would it, annihilate you and she would annihilate no, me. Here's, here's the difference is, is, if it's a boxing match and it's a trained boxing fighter, it's a different thing. Also, it depends on the size. If it's one of the like a hundred fucking ten pound fucking girl, I'm I'm fucking two twenty six three. Like I'm wrapping it up. I've also been fucking in bar fights and I've been in bar fights and street fights my whole life. Like you, like if you don't have that knockout power to hit me on the first time when I'm coming in, I'm taking you down and you're getting fucking smashed up. Like you wrap people up, you limit with your size advantage. You could really limit people's ability to do things. Would I be taking on like fucking Rose or something? Think, Absolutely not. You, but there's there's certain contexts. I think you underrate how quick they are. I don't think you'd be able to wrap them up. Like here here's the thing: is their skill and talent, and I think that it's it's shown in this kickboxing. Oh, match, this girl which, would Jay, fuck you, you up, up man. This is a different like, story. She's a fucking monster. Yeah, she's yeah. got muscles yeah, and she's badass. big. Chris, she's 130 of pounds. Muscle and dense. She's a no, lightweight. I'm talking about yeah, but it's going up against Ryan Dunn. She's also like, tall. Ryan Dunn's probably about the same. Like he's not that much bigger than her, I don't think. No, no, for sure. But but to my point, you know, you're you're talking about the size. Like when you see uh, women fighting, like is is that twenty pounds going to make that much of a difference oh, at, when yeah. that much skill is involved? I honestly don't think because we are not good enough to hold a candle to these people. And no. I, I'll stand by this as as the person who's been training in this. I, I've seen people who are I've seen fourteen year old kids who could kick my ass. Uh, and and you lose a lot of pride when you see the difference. And I know, Chris, you've been in, in way more street fights than I have, um, but I just feel like there's a different skill level here. And I like that this happened and it showed it. I don't love, like you said, Jay, the tone that they're taking. I don't know why the joke is that he got his ass kicked by a girl. Um, I think anyone of the jackass crew would have gotten their ass kicked by this person. And I think she would have kicked the ass of anyone who's laughing at this sketch too. It just, it's weird. And to bring it home so that we're not harping on the, the, the boxing fighting, how we would do, you guys are going to hate me for this. I don't like Ryan Dunn in this sketch. Yeah, and I knew you it. Cannot <laughs> tell me, you cannot tell me that he's not overselling it and he doesn't take a dive uh, earlier I, than I, he I could actually have. surprisingly we're have talk- that in my notes 
And and I I, I didn't even yeah. want to say it, but it, it is the truth. When that first one comes and hits him in the face, you could tell he goes and drops and takes a dive. Um, God, my jaw is like two inches to the left. I, I seriously felt all right for a little bit until she punched me in the nose. I knew she was fine dirty. But then the fucking kicks come, and he's not fucking dodging out on those. There's nothing he could do about that. And what I was surprised is the bloody mouthpiece at the end. So maybe he got tagged a little bit more than it made it seem. But he definitely was playing into it, trying to Chris, take it. Every, every mouthpiece is bloody. Every mouthpiece is bloody when, when you're sparring. It, it, you always, your gums bleed yeah, when you brush your enough, teeth. Touché. You're going to get blood in it. He's, so he gets hit in the face, and when you get hit in the face, you realize very quickly whether or not you like getting hit in the face, and some people <laughs> like it. Tyson Fury, my, one of my favorite boxers, says he loves it. He loves tasting blood in his mouth. Ryan Dunn doesn't like getting hurt, and he doesn't like getting hurt in this sketch especially. And you can tell the shot that he goes down on is a shot to the face that he takes. There are shots that are going to look a lot worse than they are in boxing but he's moving away from her and she punches across her body in a weak open hook there's no way that is enough to concuss you but he does his same fucking fake glassy eyed look that he does in the bush jumping sketch and he calls it and everyone's like oh my god that's so tough she's so tough johnny knoxville's getting back up from that steve-o's getting back up from that pontius is getting back on from that ryan dunn is still don't give him the things that hurt Apparently, he just doesn't like it. Give him something else that's that's suited to him. I really hated this one, uh, except for the fact that, you know, the fact that he played into the fact that a woman was beating his ass um, is almost like his excuse for not taking pain. Like, isn't it crazy? She's so strong. But like, you still didn't take much punishment, dude. Johnny Knoxville went in there and took a body shot that looked miserable from a professional boxer who's bigger than him. Like this one is this one's dumb. This one's a pass. One of the things I want to mention about with like the title and all this stuff and the that you guys are taking to it i think um it goes to show the differences in these times um but i it, it, it the oversensitivity to things and the way that people are trained to look at things to be a little bit more open-minded under understanding of like other perspectives of things but i think because of that this the idea that this was it was kind of lost in in the in the title like they clearly picked a tough as hell chick so just to say it's like oh get ass kicked by a girl yeah they made sure it was someone that was going to fuck people up. So I don't see it as like them making fun of it, that, that someone getting beaten up by a girl. They picked someone to show how strong that the girls are. So oh, I think course, it was actually more of a nod to girls than than actually a, a, like a, a disrespectful thing. Even though it was aligned like that, it's almost like in a satirical no, a way. Point. And I think that they, they did a lot to show what it was. If they wanted to do ass kick by a girl, they could have like goofed around or something. But they took it, made it very serious. And I think that actually it was actually a positive thing opposed to a negative thing i i do have a question then on in regards to the tone keep in mind they put ryan dunn in here in a woman's outfit what if they had put do you think bam margera would have done this and went with the title and agreed to doing ass kicked by a girl yeah probably you think so i don't know that one for me is kind of like i'm not 100 percent sure he might have but i I think Bam they kind of picked an the easy one. target for, oh, look, he's he's such a... Because they pick on Ryan, right? Like, he gets picked on. he's He gets bullied a little bit. He gets pushed around. So they want to make it seem like, oh, yeah, let's put a weak person up against a girl. Like, they're not going to put... I don't know. I feel like the tone would have been different. Point. They put anyone this else in before, there. You know? That's all I'm this saying. This is before Ryan Dunn has his, like, macho persona that he ends up getting around Viva La Bam. So maybe maybe it's still him figuring it out. And they're like, oh, look at this little little pussy. Like, let's put him up against the girl. Could be. 
I think I think there's just so much up in the air as to what like obviously you don't watch Jackass for its political stance on anything. I think just in general this one feels a little off to me for a variety of reasons, and one of them is that I just don't like Ryan Dunn in it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I don't have a ton more to say about it. I know Jay, you haven't said it uh, 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 much more about it. Chris and I kind of took the reins on that. But did you laugh at it? Did you like it? Did you? Yeah, it, it is tough to rate because like I love seeing like. You know, we did this earlier. We did this in the first season, right? Where Johnny boxes that uh, Nigel the Hammer and gets yeah. knocked out. And that With has a sprained ankle. Yeah. And that has a way different feel to it than this. Uh, this feels more like a joke where that felt like serious business. And that's, that's where a good I'm point. taking a little bit of. That's why I'm taking the side that I am because it's like, why can't this professional double world light, like world light, light lightweight champion be taken that seriously? Like they have to True. put a, put a buffer on it. Like, oh, well, she's a girl though. It's like, whatever, man, she's still a trained fighter. It's pretty impressive um, what she's capable of. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. Um, but I think with this in general, this does have one thing I talked about in that previous episode that I thought was missing, where I had specifically said, I wish they had Jackass crew at ringside, like cheering them on to make it a little more engaging and funnier. And they had that here. Yeah. And you get to see everyone's reactions. They're freaking out, you know, they're cheering them on. They're cheering on uh, the fighter here. And even they're having so much fun. Even the ring announcer is there in the group, <laughs> this guy they yeah. hired, and he's laughing too. So I don't know. That was kind of cool to see. It added more energy to the fight made it feel a little more real um you did say that you weren't thrilled with ryan dunn taking it the way he took it i will say that yes he probably could have tried a little harder but he did get up after the first knockdown so i'll give him that like he didn't just call it then he got back up and tried again fun to watch maybe like a five and a half i'll, I'll go with as uh, as as kamaro usman said uh when he won the title put some respect on my name and i think she should be saying the same thing after this one uh i gave the nigel the hammer dawes one a nine out of ten in hindsight compared to what the, the quality of what we're getting in the jackass movie maybe doesn't deserve quite that much but i liked that one a lot and i actively disliked this one um the premise itself is okay. The way they enacted it, I didn't love it. I don't think they needed to put Ryan in a uh, a women's outfit. I think that kind of speaks to the the tone that they were going with it. You know, as a kid watching it, I was cheering for Ryan Dunn because I had that like manhood pride of like a guy can't lose a fight to a woman. I've I've grown up a little bit since then. And uh, not much, but a little bit. Uh, I'm giving this one a two and a half out of ten. I, I I didn't laugh at it. I didn't love the tone of it, and uh, and I feel like they did it better with Johnny fighting. A, like think about the stakes where where Ryan's stake is you've just lost a fight to a girl, um, and and Johnny's stakes when he did it was you're going up against someone who can kill you in the ring, and you only have one foot to fight with. That's a much better idea yeah. for me. So two and a half out of 10. Yeah, I'm going right in the middle of the five. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I didn't quite take the sensitive tone as, as uh, you guys did over there. I actually thought it was more along the lines of giving her her credit. Yeah. Maybe the dressing up, dressing up done in a girl's outfit, but that was the fucking times. This is jackass, man. Like, I, I, I refuse yeah, no, to like, I, I get it. After I'm the not, gun sketch I, and yeah, this, I'm just, I'm trying not from. to, I'm trying to appreciate for what it is and 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 enjoy back in the times yeah. where things didn't have to be as fucking sensitive. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't like done kind of taking a dive this and this, but it was it was just an average average skit to me. It's five out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. Nice. And Chris, I get what you're coming from too. And there is there has to be a line with that sensitivity. I think like you you're right. The times have changed and they were different there. Um, you know, but there has to be a line with everything. Like we can't just treat everybody to you know 
have their feelings protected at all times. There's got to be a line. Like if we go too far one way or the other, it's just not going to work, right? You have to have some sort of balance. Um, so I'm definitely not like, you know, outraged at this by any means. Yeah, you you sound that, like you are, Jay. Um, it's hard to look at it from today's perspective. And I think what you need to do is untuck your fucking nutsack <laughs> between your fucking legs there and become a fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's what I meant. There's a line. <laughs> you just moved it, There's a so. line that I just crossed very aggressively. <laughs> Someone's got to fucking yeah, play I'm not, it I'm out, not right? Jim Carrey and Ace, Ace Ventura here. I'm not going that far. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's move on, boys. Lace is out. Lace, Lace is out, fucking. Lace is um, out, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we haven't gotten into trouble yet now. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. I, mean, I try we, really hard every episode. So people got to step their game up. I fucking hope people know we're joking like 95% of the time with all the shit we say. Like, it's a jackass podcast. If you're coming here for fucking facts, other than at the start of the mm -hmm. show, obviously, come on. <laughs> yeah, those are, the, those are the major facts of the day. Yeah, but uh, enough said on that one. I love the intro to this next one. Steve-O looks at the camera. He's got his uh, gym, you know, head sweatband, the gym strip on. He's ready to go. Looks at the camera. Tropical pole vaulting. That's all you need to know. That's all you yeah. need to know. Um, he's vaulting into palm trees, into a table full of food. And this is one of the jackass stunts that we talk about. It just keeps ramping up and doing more intense stunts as the segment goes along. Uh, they find a dirty creek with a dead cat floating in it. I almost <laughs> oh, thought he was, he was going to pole vault into it, but I, I think they just moved along and he pole vaulted into a different adjacent creek. But who knows? Maybe that was the dead cat one. It's Steve-O. I, I was just impressed with, like, how much vault yeah, he's getting. Like, pole vaulting, I would never imagine being easy, and he's fucking really flinging good. Like, I was yeah. very impressed with his, his athleticism. Dude, he he did he did well, and he made it look very hard. Like, like, I don't think I've ever had a respect for pole vaulting the way that, or after, as much as I did after he does it. Because when a, a professional does it, it looks easy because they've done it their whole lives or however long they practiced it. Steve-O gets, you know, he doesn't even get as high as the pole does, but he gets high enough. And you realize for someone who's as, as athletic as he is to fail at that like that is it must be really fucking hard, really hard. Well, I don't think he even had yeah. like one of those like proper pole vaulting sticks. It's like, you know, that bend a lot and they give you that kind of whipping effect. Like his seemed like more of like a hard pole. No, that's the thing. I bet you he did. I bet you he did. And it's just technique. Because like, why wouldn't they get him that? They had the budget for a giant shopping true, true. cart. Like they're not going to be like, give me your budget pole vault. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know true. this one nothing really stood out for me too hard in this one except for the uh, volleyball net yes. that was fantastic oh, there's dude. people playing yes. volleyball and he runs in from off screen and pole vaults over the net taking the entire net out with him <laughs> and thank god it was a bunch of like dumb frat boys playing volleyball who are all muscles and no show uh, who are not going to try to fight him they're just like yeah. oh fuck that's fucking hilarious man or maybe they recognized him who knows but um, that was the fun <laughs> Funniest part of the sketch for me. Oh, 100%. Man, I, I was laughing so hard there that, like you said in an earlier one, I had to pause because mm. I was missing shit. I was just losing it, and I didn't think that was going to get me, but it's just the... Man, it's just so funny the way he just, like, <laughs> interjects, just inserts himself into that game and takes down the entire net <laughs> in one swoop. I almost thought he was going to make it over yeah, for it a looked second, like it. it looked pretty close. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that one. We'll give that one a quick, quick rating. Because um, it is kind of a, a mainline one. It had the title and everything after all. I'll say I enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun with it. Simple yet effective all the way. I'm going to go with a 6.9 out of 10. I'm going to go with the 6 out of 10. 
Um, a Chris. Oh, okay. Wow. Just jumping all over. Like you. It's not your tune, dude. You broke the cycle. What are you You're doing? Well done. It's not your turn. <laughs> you pole vaulted over me though. So it's a there bit fitting. Go. I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with a, a four out of 10. I love the premise, but I feel like they didn't do enough with it. Although I did get that one good laugh out of it and it wasn't that long. So it didn't drag out four out of 10 for me. Four out of 10. And I think in this next sketch we have about, if I can count one, two, three, four, four <gasps> Panda costumes. Ooh. We're heading back to Japan, baby. Night Pandas is the segment, and uh, basically it's just these guys fucking around in panda costumes at night. Now, I mentioned earlier in uh, this review of the movie that uh, we came across the Japanese culture, and there was a point in one of the segments where I noticed the people were reacting differently than we're used to seeing them in public. Mm -hmm, right. I have a theory for I, this. It might be the nightlife crew. Like, when you go out into a big city and it's the night, you know, people are going to clubs, they're walking around, maybe it's a beachfront town, so you got people walking on the boardwalks, doing shit outside. It felt to me like they were in the right district of Japan at night to get a way different reaction. People were very true laughing at the pandas, at the shit they were doing, like pushing each other into tables and uh, doing skateboard tricks and just skipping along and people are even getting involved there's this one point where they run into like it looks like a yoga or like a tai chi class or something mm -hmm. in yeah. progress and everybody in that class just embraces the pandas and they're like taking the heads off of them and wearing the heads of the costume and they're like lifting them up and throwing them in the air and it's like wow okay this is this is awesome to see the japanese people just getting on board with the sketch and hundred percent they're they're all in i, I my, love my this. theory was a little bit different because I, I i was like the, the reaction is so different than everything we've seen exactly like you said and you the nightlife thing actually makes a lot of sense but i was also like in japanese culture as far as i could tell they really are into like cute plush fluffy toys and things along those lines and everyone loves fucking pandas <laughs> so i'm like wondering if it's just because they were in a costume that people just love so much out there that it made their welcome a little bit more warm yeah. Yeah, that could be. It could very well be. I mean, my my thinking on this one in general is that a lot more of it's staged than we realize. I feel like in a lot of the places they went in and got permission or set something up beforehand, not to all the people in there, but say when they go into the shop and they're fucking around in the shop and knocking everything down, I feel like they got permission because the, uh, the store owner is kind of just like sitting back and laughing when they go to the people who are doing that workout in, in public, they immediately know what's up and immediately start interacting with them, which is fine. Cause I think that works to add to the absurdity of what's going on. If it meshes, you know, if you're watching that as a bystander um but there wasn't a single moment in this one that that really stood out to me it was just kind of fun loving but whereas chris pontius goes out as the night monkey and and does a bunch of stunts and kind of like causes a ruckus in this one it was just a bit more punk rock having fun no one's at fault blah 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 but i i do feel that that was almost to its detriment by the end of it totally yeah I, I, I guess I could see that. I almost wondered, do you think they were big in Japan, for lack of a better term? Is that why they got away with this, maybe? You think the first three seasons were big over there and people wanted to interact with them? Could be. That could be. Um, it, it could be that they are that they are popular. And I do also think, like, I don't know, Jay, are you familiar at all with the the whole theory of the, uh, of the not theory, uh, the whole cultural idea of the salaryman in Japan? The salaryman. Lay it on me. Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. Do, yeah. do you know, Chris? Do you know this? 
So basically it's like in Japan, you work yourself to the bone. A lot of people do. They have no lives. They live on their own in a small depart, uh, uh, apartment or condo. They go into work. They work all day. They go home. They eat, they go to bed, they go back to work and they're working like 12 hours, 14 hours, 16 hours a day. And then the weekend comes and kind of like what we talked about in the Tom Green episode where uh, there's this rep repressive idea of, you know, holding your emotions and this and that. And then it comes out in other ways, like the the closet full of panties that you could buy in a random uh, apartment store. The salary man goes out goes and fucking just fucking mental, rages yeah. and they may have been at a night, uh, a night market or area where it was a bunch of salary men on their days off blasted out of their minds, seeing a bunch of pandas dressed up and getting in on the fun because they have no inhibition at that point. Hmm. That part sounds fun. Yes. Yeah. Salary. Man. Um, one I don't salary man, please sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the working part, but I will go out and get blasted in oh, public. Shit, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't I don't have a ton uh, uh, specific about this one that really stood out. Uh, so if you guys are OK, I'll get into my review yep. of this one. Uh, yeah. So I, I like the 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 crew. Preston Lacey was there. Wee Man was there. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure who else would have been involved, but it seemed like they were having fun. Unfortunately, it just seemed like they were having more fun than I was when I was watching it. Good premise. I'm giving this one a four and a half out of ten. Uh, similar to the pole vaulting. I feel like they could have done more with it, but I did like the overall vibe. I'm trying it. I'm on my way to become a salary man. I need to start changing my shit or it's never going to happen. Chris, I'm politely <laughs> going to let you go. Okay. First. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going with a four out of 10. Uh, it was fun, but it wasn't jackass to me. There was not nothing really extra. If it was party boy doing the same type of thing and it would go way up. I, I you know, what? there's something about when their faces are covered and you don't see the identity of the people behind there and their, their actual characters coming out. It kind of takes away from me. So well, it wasn't bad, but I did. Yeah, I wouldn't rush to go watch it again. It's four out of ten. Right on. I think this segment was a feel good segment. And you know what? A big part of that was the song they were using. I'm turning Japanese. It's just that is yeah. a good, like happy fucking song. And I think just seeing the people on the streets reflecting the tone of this segment overall, uh, just having a fucking blast. And the guys are just, you know, it's not really scripted, but it's fun to watch because it's just them screwing around. I think if it wasn't as feel good as it was, though, I may have given it a lower score. But just because I, I was I was smiling watching it and I remember this fondly and like, you know, the hype for the movie as well. They, they promoted this part a lot in the trailers. I think I'd give it a six. It felt good to watch. Nice. So there you go. I like that. It was fun loving. I like that. No, no issues there. Alrighty, all you listeners out there in listener land with your little earbuds and your on your train commute home and maybe maybe you're listening to this while you're while you're fucking I don't know I would recommend the Party Boy song over over our podcast but um, if you need a little encouragement um, there's Mikey, Mikey I'm just giving Aaron you the soundtrack. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun doing this, but we do have to take another break because this is just such a long movie. We want to make sure we hit all the all the points. So we are going to take another cut here and we'll be back next week for part three of Jackass the movie Thursday as usual. Dudes, I can't wait to keep talking about this. It's hard to stop, but uh, we will be back soon and uh, we hope to see you there too. Before we go, should we just quickly go out with some plugs? Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, plugs brought to you by Cocaine. 
You want to plug this shit up your nose before going out for a night to party. My name is Mikey Aaronworth. You can find me on Twitter at Retrograde Mikey. I've got a couple other podcasts out there on the go. One is about retro video games and the other is about sports marketing. You can find me once again on Twitter at Retrograde Mikey and we'll see you there. Yeah, it's good old me. Plugs, a.k.a. Cocaine Chris signing off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we got to stay in theme with the sponsors. Um, Yeah, well, hit us up on Instagram. Love to hear from you at JackassPod. And if you don't start sending us messages soon, I will fucking message you. And I don't think you want to go down that way. So I will fucking harass you. <laughs> See you there. The threats are welcome, Chris. We, we <laughs> Like what better way? I think that should be everybody's social media strategy. Just like violent. We, we could start a new thing called violent marketing. Um, <laughs> I think I think our uh, the leader of our sponsorship in cocaine might be able to help us out with that. Don't you put it in your mouth. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye, I'm Chris Aaronworth. <laughs> Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. Go, go, gadget, Dick V. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it. This was a Press X for Sound audio production.